guys, welcome to another episode of Jaffa Diaries. It's the season finale. Abimsala and I went through all our episodes from this season, talked about the big takeaways and what we expect or also when to expect season three. Yeah, we had a good conversation. Thank you guys so much for working with us this season and um, we'll see you in season three. Yeah. Enjoy. Bye, Bye guys. Welcome to the season finale of season two finale. of Japan Diaries. Guys, I have tired, but <laughs> also very sad to be taking a break, but also very happy to be resting. Um, yeah. Malik, heavy how, on the rest. How, heavy on the rest. Heavy on the rest. You know, I was like, oh, checking with me, like on episode six. I think by episode six, I was like, you know, in the work is fighting you. But then I have to keep reminding myself that I'm the producer. I call the shots. So if the episode thinks it's mad, me and mother. Yeah. I like that. I was fighting. I, like I was fighting. I can't lie to you guys. You know? Okay. You guys are like, like we, we, really know, <laughs> we really know who is who here. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how was the season for you, Malik? It was good. I think we touched on some of the topics that we weren't able to in season one. Yeah. Um, I feel like some good takeaways from the episodes. How many did we do? Ten? We did nine. We did nine. We did, technically we did, well, technically we did like 11, but two never saw the day of light. Um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we did about nine. Yeah. I think I that's, that's a healthy amount. Yeah, honorable mention to the episode that we wanted to release, I think, last week. Yeah, um, technology doesn't like us. Like, literally, I sat for like an hour and a half trying to fix this audio, and it just wasn't happening. So, yeah. who knows? Maybe you it? get snippets in this episode. I don't know yet. Yeah, that was a fun conversation. It was, you know, migrating within Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we learned more about okay specifically somebody moving from nigeria to south africa and i think we definitely learned a lot about the cultural landscape that is south mm -hmm. africa i guess mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. but then also i think that's that that you threw out about um a lot of intra-african migration is where it's at as compared to outside the continent and mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense like it's the most accessible way to like get to somewhere else is to just cross the land or something. I mean, but like, it, to be fair, like if most of our migration is internal within Africa, look at the numbers mm -hmm. that we have outside of Africa. And if it's mm -hmm. a lot more within Africa, I think it was what, 80%? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, so we're, we're legitimately on the, on the go. That's a true, Africa might be a melting pot if, a lot of people are you know, just like crossing that, the boundaries, yeah. yeah. Which is also surprising me because transportation within Africa is kind of difficult, you know, unless you're it's trash. So yeah, I really want to know how these guys yeah. are doing it. And they are doing yeah. it in flocks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. if you're They're saying twenty percent of it is sorry, if you're saying twenty percent of this is just happening like outside the continent, that's a ridiculous amount that's happening within. Yeah. It's probably just like, you know, neighboring or bordering countries. Mm -hmm, imagine trying to get imagine trying to get to South Africa, you know, the, from Nigeria. Do you understand? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm curious to see what those top countries are. And I'm curious to see how much of it is related to like war and conflict. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm sure nobody wants to go to Nigeria. I'm sure there's no traffic coming. <laughs> Otherwise, Malik, I think people actually come mm -hmm. to, because think about it, Malik, are you telling me that you didn't have a Ghanaian teacher here with the Kutunu? Um, maybe, maybe, maybe a light Kutunu, maybe, but I don't, yeah. I don't know, I don't know. I, I would think that, I would think that, that like a city like Lagos where we grew up would be 
some More sort diverse. of reflection of the yeah, of, mm-hmm. of immigration within Africa. Like it's a pretty economic city, and having yeah. lived in Lagos, it didn't flag that hard. So mm, you know, I get what you're saying, Isha. I get what you're saying. I but I also say that you know my perception of Lagos is maybe not the day reflection of yeah of what Lagos is like. Yeah, it's your it's your bubble. But still, Lagos, I guess. still, but yeah, still, still, but still, but still, yeah. still, yeah. I mean, I had some. Actually, I take that back. I had one or two Ethiopians in class, one or two uh, South Africans in class. Mm-hmm. Which school you go to? Quite literally one or two. <laughs> Quite literally one or two. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe this episode we'll see, or at least part of the episode we'll see the light of day. Um, mm-hmm. No promises are big. No promises. Yeah, I want to just kind of like go through some of the episodes this season and like pull you know big takeaways from each conversation. Wait, so the first one that, was just you and I, correct? Yeah, yeah. Before you do that, I have I have two things I wanted to get through. Shoot. Okay, one. So Malik, I think you like this one. I went out last weekend. Um, and my friend Joker who was. I really don't like it. Uh-uh. No, trust me, you will. Why are you going out? Still why are you a hater? Let's actually start from there. Why are you a like what like why can I tell you that it's good news? You're telling me you already don't like it. It can't be good okay, news. Okay, so okay, okay, go on, go on, go on. Hate oration. Anyways, so Jokhe and I are out. She comes to me, she's like, she comes with someone and she's like, Oh, my friend heard me on the podcast. I said, Wow. Oh, hi, friend. You listen to the podcast? She said, yes. I said, wow, how did you hear about the podcast? She said, mm, just around. I said, Malik, they are hearing us just around. Just on the streets. <laughs> They're just discussing us. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, but no, it was nice to like know that it was not somebody that I harassed to listen to the podcast that actually discovered mm, the podcast. Mm, yeah. Mm, so you know, shout out Wingo. I love it. Yeah, thank you. I love it. Yeah. I love, it. Yeah. I love that it gassed you and I I like it for us. It gassed me. Yeah. Um second thing is um I have been harassed for telling half stories on this podcast. Yes. And upon reflection one of those half stories, I think I'm okay to tell. <laughs> okay, okay. This is which, which one is this one now? This is the boot one. Oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, <laughs> brace yourself. Brace yourselves, okay? Because I was thinking about it. I was like, why am I hiding this person? There's no point. Because that, yeah, because they're not they're they not good person. Yeah, they're not good person. They deserve yeah, so, it. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. So if you if you don't know what I'm talking about, after this oh class episode, the one on the black diaspora was, right? So we're on somebody's boat, we're on a boat for somebody's birthday. And the captain is this older white guy. He used to be like, he's a veteran or something. Um, and the whole time he's sort of talking to us like we are stupid, like we don't have home training, like we are mannerless individuals. Um, at some point, somebody like passed me. You know how you have those floating things on the back of like a boat that people just lay on in the water. It floats. That floats. Mm-hmm. Yes, Malik, it floats. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like somebody was like, "Oh, he wants to please keep back on the boat." So I pass it to the captain. As I'm passing it to the, as the guy's handing the key to me, and I'm passing it to the captain. The guy is like, "No, no, no! Don't throw it at me!" And I'm like. Bro, nobody was going to throw this thing at you, but like, it's the way you still think I'm mannerless and I don't have manners to hand it to you like a normal person, right? Mm-hmm. Anyways, at some point on the boat, the captain comes out and he starts yelling. This is the most disrespect I've ever experienced in my entire life, in my something 18 years of clinical, clinical, clinical. And we're like, bro, you've been parrying since, now you're yelling at us, what is wrong with you? Can you not do this? I was like, what's wrong with yourself? Like, why are you heated? This guy <laughs> said that somebody used the, the shower curtain to wipe their ass. Oh, my days. Now, upon hearing 
this. You know, your, your brain will oh say, no, 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 no. It's not possible. It can never, guys, it can. <laughs> oh my God. It can. Because at that point, like, he said it and we're all just like, you're lying. There's no way. You're lying. Like, what kind of nonsense is that? Now you're just making things up, like, ah, as far as. Guys, okay, somebody took picture and said, they're not lying, you know. So by nice. the time we saw the physical evidence, we said, wow, somebody actually did this, did this thing. So we spent the rest of the boat ride in shame because we couldn't believe yeah. that somebody among us <laughs> could have done something so wild. The worst part, the worst part of that story is that you've confirmed that man's bias. Because when he said just like all oh, these young black kids, I'm sure this mm-hmm. is reckless. I have to mm-hmm. overtell them all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You you fully you fully gave him a reason we to like that. We, he he dug the hole and and that person just shoved all of us in. Like no, they shot in it. That's what they did. <laughs> they did. They did. And literally, like the whole boat ride, we're just trying to figure out which one of these hooligans amongst us. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was there like, you guys should at least just pay the cleaning fee, just anonymously send it to the pretty girl. Let's call this thing a wrap. So we asked after the fact that the person never owned up. She said, how can they own up? And I'm like, you know what? Shame on them. I might as well shame them publicly. So, mm-hmm. whoever who you are, I need you to seriously think about your life decisions. At your big you. age. <laughs> At your big age. Yeah, you know what? I feel bad for the for the listeners. I, I, they didn't need to know that. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm sorry because if you experienced it, now nah, if I experienced it, well, you're still dealing with the trauma. Was yeah, That's since the album was hot, now you now you know, now you know, now you know. Yeah, that person is taking okay. it to the grave. Yeah, they kind of have to. Yeah. Okay. On to lighter and better things. Yes. Very much lighter and better things, yes. Thank you, thank you. Now, let's do a, let's pull a lesson learned, not a lesson learned, but like, you know, big takeaways from each episode that we were okay. able to shoot this season. The first one was with me and you. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about longing for home. So this, yeah. this one kind of comes up in almost every episode. And it's always this narrative around mm-hmm. like, oh, America doesn't, or the diaspora doesn't really feel like home, but Nigeria or or your country of origin doesn't necessarily also feel like home. And you've kind of had to define home as, you know, somewhere of this in-between. In-between space, yeah. And be, you know, proud of that and loving that and thriving within that bubble. I think a lot of people kind of fall into that yeah, I think a lot of people fall into that, you know, bucket, I guess. But do you think that's going to be the story for the rest of our lives? Like, do you feel like at some point it gets better? Like, I'd like to hope that it gets better. But what is better? Because to me, this bubble is better. Mm-hmm. This is, this is, this is, mm-hmm. this is, I'm okay with this. This is what I like. This is what I want. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You know? It works for you. It's, yeah, it's also my new reality. So. Another fact. Um, I can I have no problem accepting this reality. It's kind of nice. Like it's, it might <laughs> not be a whole. You know, think about it. It's not a whole. Oh, America is home. It's not a. Oh, Nigeria is home. It's I get to blend. Dynamic. The bo- um the best of both worlds. So to me, right now, this is actually the sweet spot. So I wouldn't be- better would be maybe a bigger bubble or you know. Mm. pulling more from both cultures both yeah. societies yeah yeah or I feel better, like or would better yeah go on I feel like being in the diaspora has really like made tangible like the idea of being a global citizen like I really do now mm-hmm. think of the mm-hmm. world in a global way like it's not just yeah. Yeah, I'm not yeah. just in that bubble of whatever happens in Nigeria, what else happens doesn't affect me, or like mm-hmm. whatever happens in America, mm-hmm. whatever happens everywhere else doesn't affect me. Like I'm very much aware of like this human problem also happens to be a human problem in general. Like this is something mm-hmm. that we should all care about or like all 
consider ourselves a community of yeah yeah because yeah, like, when you're here and there are not people that are like um, everybody's not like you you have to find common ground and you can always find that common ground in the human experience you know what i mean so like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, i feel yeah. like i've i've found a way to prioritize that as like the community the bigger community that i'm, I'm part of at least yeah yeah I think like you even bring up a really good point because as a global citizen now and having this bubble that you've created pulling from different cultures, right? Anywhere mm-hmm. can be home now. Yeah. Like it's not that absurd that or it wouldn't be too uncomfortable to say, okay, well, I'm going to live in Mexico for six months or I'm going to live uh-huh. in Okay. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to live in maybe a or place like six, six months we can run it here. Yeah, but even if let's say like if you move to Dubai or you could move to Australia or and again I'm just okay. listing places where they speak English because you know it's easier to make a name there. But like yeah. technically, like because you know you are not you think of yourself as more of a global citizen and not tied to a specific location. Yeah. You can you can make mm-hmm. home you can make home anywhere and you know mm-hmm. you've done it before, so mm-hmm. it's possible. I will say this though, starting again sucks. Like the the whole concept of having to start again. Like even think about when you move from like one US city to another, it's like oh having to start again, find a new house, find a new set of friends around you, all that kind of thing. Like the fewer yeah, times you have to start over, the better. Um yeah, but yeah, tough. I get what you mean. Yes. It does it does give you the skill set to be able to make that move if you need to. Yeah, I will I will be honest and say like the my last move was a little Harder than I thought it would be, you know. Hmm. No, it's okay. Like I just, I just, my expectations were just, you know, it'll be fine, it'll be normal. But I think like maybe like the first couple of weeks, where like if I wasn't too intentional about, you know, what am I doing this weekend or who am I hanging out with, I was just like, bro, it's just me. Like I'll go maybe like two days. I didn't say anything to anybody. I was like, what is <laughs> happening? Yeah. Can imagine, yeah, so Yeah. I mean yeah. I feel that I feel that. I feel like I have mm-hmm. like one or two moves left to me. And even that one or two, please, not in the same ten years. <laughs> like <laughs> that's pretty tough, yeah. And you are here trying to get me to move. First of all, that would be one of the two, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so you accounted for it. Yeah. And then yeah, the other one can be like walk or something. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's look at, let's move on to episode two. I think this again is a common experience for anyone who moves into the diaspora or into mm-hmm. the Western culture. Not This one is not exclusive to Africans alone. Yeah. Name and identity, you know, changing your name straight out the gates. Mm. To be, to be more westernized. We watched? we watched a movie recently, I think, Past Lives, where like yes. in the beginning, like you can see the girls choosing their names. So they are. Yeah, no, if, if, you, if you remember, if you remember, I'll be impressed. I think they were Korean. Yes, yes, they definitely were Korean. But if you remember the name, their names, and what they oh, changed their names to, I think. I don't know that. I was trying to remember their nationality. That one I remember. So I'm proud of myself. But yeah. Yeah, at the beginning, you can see them choosing their new names. Mm -hmm. Like they are like American names. And it's not even like, you know how people do, oh, my name is Tunde, you can call me T. It won't have anything. That's fine. That's that's, that's fine. I don't know how I feel about Tunde, you can call me T. Not going to hold you. Why? Why? Because... It's a little too hard on the American. I could, you me. could easily have a friend at home in Lagos that your name is Tunde. Are they call him T? Who That's... are we calling T if your name is Tunde Malik? Hmm. Yeah, I'm quick to nickname people. Shall I'll say that? So you calling them T? Yeah, I can call you T. No, see that's the thing. That's another issue I'm having currently. Okay, if, okay. If you are tired, can you be T? If you are tired, can you be T? Hmm, I think yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you said this. Whatever, 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 whatever. I don't know how you said this rules. Yeah. I'll ask you a question, Sha. How yeah. how much do you care about um people saying your name correctly? 
in, in two contexts, in the diaspora context and also back home. Like mm. if you're, yeah. So tell me how you truly feel about it. Like, and tell me what your problem is with it. If you have one. Okay. Like pronouncing um, or not saying your name right. Quite honestly, I have an issue in both ways because I have a unique name. So in Nigeria, mm -hmm. instead of people calling me Abimisola, they would hear Abim and immediately go to Abimbola. No, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no Abimbola, Abimisola. Oh, sorry, Abisola. No, I'm gonna need you to listen. Mm -hmm, Abimisola, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I've had that same issue my whole life of people not saying my name correctly. And really it's, I don't care as much about you pronouncing it correctly more than you making the effort to say it. Okay, good. Because this now leads me now to flip it for me. Because okay. most people will get my, like, say my name just as a tester. Say my name. I'm sorry, sorry Malik. What? No, I said your name. Say it again. <laughs> you see, I didn't realize. <laughs> say, like, like, say the pronunciation of my name. It felt so Malik. natural. It caught me off guard. There you go. Yeah, Malik is how you say it. <laughs> Malik, yeah. Yeah, but a lot of people call me Malik. Yeah. And so, like, it's not like they're getting my name wrong. They're getting the pronunciation. So it's not like it's a, mm. like, for, for you, for the context-wise, you know, they're saying almost a different name, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I never really had any qualms about it growing up in Nigeria, like, you know, most mm -hmm. people called me Malik, it was fine, like, to me, it almost felt like anyone that called me Malik was like, it almost felt like oh. a pet name almost, like, you know, mm. like, my parents called me that, like, my my sister calls me that, you know. Mm. I noticed people say then, that around you, yeah. Yeah, then, like, coming into America, like, and, you know, just being a little more aware of, okay, I'm a foreigner, that kind of thing, people want to mm -hmm. know and ask, you know, how's your name pronounced, and Mm -hmm. My name is also Arabic, so people who have like an Arab background will know it's um, Malik versus Malik. And mm -hmm. I honestly thought to myself, like, you know, like, mm, do I really have a preference here? Should I be correcting people and all that kind of stuff? And I'm not sure that I do, but I also felt kind of silly for maybe not caring as much. Like, should I be caring mm -hmm. as much as, you know, you know, how yeah. people are saying my name? But, you know, what's the reality is that maybe I don't and, you know. Again, I think maybe the pronunciation is different than than yeah, yeah. Because now when people ask me, you know, how do you say your name? Now I feel stressed. Why am I feeling stressed? <laughs> oh God. Yeah, you're not like how long is this conversation actually going to be? Um uh, like I'll, like like what do I say here? I will say this though. I feel like before mm -hmm. I would I so at certain in certain places when I don't feel like going to the stretch of Abimisola, I just say BIM. But at the gym that I work out at, one of the trainers, like for the most part, all the trainers know me as BIM, but she keeps referring to me as Abby, right? And she did it once <laughs> and I just never corrected her. And the thing is, I actually don't like the name Abby because mm. it's I have never introduced myself as Abby. I've never, do you know yeah. what I'm saying? So anybody calling me Abby has it, seen Abimisola has decided they don't to want to try. Yes, the person has seen Abimisola has decided mm. they don't want to try and takes the first three letters and calls me that. And I'm like, actually, that is not my name, right? But at this point, mm -hmm. she just says it so often that I don't care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this is the one situation <laughs> where I don't care because I just, I don't care about the stress of not having to explain it to her. And also, I've been at that gym for months. I don't know how to explain to her what actually, you know, it's been, you know. It'll be awkward. It'll be awkward. It'll be awkward. It'll be and awkward. also, I know that she's not being, like, um, malicious with it, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's the only person I've given mm -hmm. the pass to, and she doesn't know that she has the pass technically. So there is no invitation mm -hmm. anybody else to call me because I'm one side. I get it. I mean, is negligence? You know, does negligence give you a pass? Like obviously, so she doesn't have any malicious intentions, but if she's not paying attention enough to care, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, be, if well, you see, don't mind. The, I feel like there was, a, there was a window there to make that correction, but because I never made that correction to her, to her, this is my name. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You understand? Because when she that, says it, I answer. I'm the one that messed up. So therefore, I've you accepted that, my yeah. error for this one situation. Fair yeah. accountability. We like that. Good job. Yeah, Good job. yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank Good you, job. thank you. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. All right. The next episode was coming of age away from home mm-hmm. that was a fun conversation adulting adulting keeps getting more and more ghetto and i feel like yeah. it feels more ghetto when you're doing it in a foreign land although i will say it has provided me the freedom to try adulting my own way because there now you that you're in a new space you don't, there's no quote-unquote blueprint of how it should be done because for the yeah, most yeah. part, you're doing all of this for the first time, you yeah. know? Yeah. So you get to make the rules on what that, what adult you looks like um, mm-hmm. with less of the traditional pressures of what it's quote-unquote should be like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can, so I, just, I, I can imagine... There. Yeah, I can imagine also for, you know, being a woman as well, like, it might be a little easier to be your own adult in yeah, yeah. the West versus yeah. back home, you know? Yeah. yeah. My friend came to visit um, a couple of weeks ago. Bro, I, I, I'm not even joking. Every single second of the day, she was on the phone. If she wasn't talking to her dad, she was talking to her mom, she wasn't talking to her mom, she was talking to her sister. She talking to her, like, they are, like, attached by the hip in a way mm-hmm. that, like, I cannot follow. Like, I mm-hmm. I would not be comfortable with this much interaction. Like, and you, know what? you can that... see the influence of her parents in her life, like, in her life, like, mm. with the way she thinks, the way she acts, like, and I'm like, thank God. Like, I really think about it. I'm like, because I did have that distance, mm-hmm. I feel like, she she sort of what I would have might have sort of been like if I didn't mm. leave. Interesting. And I love her. Yeah. I would discuss this on her own basis, but like I feel like I got to adult in a way that I much prefer now that I'm here. Yeah, figuring it out yourself. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like it's good and nice to you know have all that support, but I think you do carry a little sense of pride. When you do it by yourself, yeah, right? to know that you, you know, can piece it together a little bit, yeah, piece together a little yeah, bit. To know so, that yeah. you can, honestly, is like a yeah. see, you didn't yeah. die, you know. I can take care of myself. Yeah. I can survive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, jury's still well, out on that one for me. <laughs> you can survive. <laughs> jury's still out. Jury's still out. You're doing all right. You're employed. <laughs> <laughs> You're employed. <laughs> You know that when he's having streets now. Okay. Um, how about episode four where we talk about the lengths we go to stay? This is one that doesn't doesn't apply to us too much. Technically, that is not an episode that we released. So we're actually going to skip over what you just said. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Remember, we didn't. Okay, but let's talk about it though. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. One of our unreleased I mean, episodes, I guess. Yeah, this will just be a snippet into season three. Maybe we'll pick this up um, yeah. as episode one for season three. Because yeah. um, I feel I feel like I've had you know friends or, or heard of people who will like do undergrad, do a mm-hmm. math like do undergrad, try and get a job, try and get sponsored, doesn't work out. Go back to school for masters. masters. Apply, find job sponsor, get another master's. Yeah. You know? Do you think this is a problem unique to the US? No, I'm sure this is happening in any country that sees a lot of migration traffic or where people have the desire to settle. I can imagine yeah. this is happening in Canada, it's happening in the UK, in Europe. I say this because I feel like in America, there's that unique situation of the whole sponsorship and then lottery well mm. actually there's sponsorship in the UK but I feel like that lottery process feels like you know what let me not discuss immigration issues that I don't know about but you know whether or not somebody yeah. has it or they don't have it I still want to make the point of the lottery still provides still pro- like it still brings up a level of uncertainty that you 
cannot control in a way that I don't think a system that doesn't have that lottery has. You know what I mean? I'm not sure I do. Okay, I feel like, okay, so in Canada, you you go to school, get your PR, get your work. No, before you get your PR, you get your work in it. You work, mm-hmm. then after that, mm-hmm. it says number of years, you then apply. So it's not the mm-hmm. process of, it's what you apply, they will either tell you yes or no, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In America, like I feel like you could have all those things and have the job and have the sponsor and like be throwing the lottery it still and comes like, down to luck. Still get yeah, I guess. Yeah. Mm, but I feel like, yeah, but I feel like with that one, it's like, they either tell you yes or no. You can at least tell yourself that it's based on some sort of merit system. Mm-hmm. With this one, it's quite literally, even if you have the best application, exactly, it's in probability. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that feels wild. I, I get that. I get that. Yeah, but I will. I want to give the U.S. immigration the. <sighs> I'm afraid to say it. Okay, I'm going to say like, because <laughs> <laughs> you know, but what we're literally talking about things we don't know. But I feel like yes, mm-hmm. maybe it's difficult, you know. But the US still has a path to citizenship, and I feel like that is still. I would still say it's probably still the path to citizenship is still one of the viable options for people wanting to migrate away from their country for whatever reason, right? Maybe Canada is easier. I would say America is still maybe in the top three. I feel like maybe like UK immigration laws, European immigration laws, I think they are, they might be stricter on their path to citizenship. Again, America is not easy, complicado, a bunch of mm-hmm. steps, working with probability, but they actually still have a lane that you can queue in. I, I feel like do. I feel like talking to my to like my British friends, as soon as you graduate, you gotta go. It don't yeah. matter. OPT, um, STEM, it don't, it don't matter. You got to go home, mate. Yeah. You got to go home, yeah. mate. Yeah. So. Right, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think next season we get, we get a European, a Brit and the European. Talk to us about your, like, fine, let me stop with this accent topic. Talk to us about your experience and then hopefully we can be more educated about this. Yeah. Yeah. And also, maybe yeah. also, I also, you guys also want to have more Africans on here. I don't know every time Nigerians, these Nigerians, they stress oh, me out. Oh my God. That was one thing that happened uh-huh. this season that, like, by the time I realized it was happening, I was like, oh, oh well. Like, we had an all Nigerian season. How did we do this? I mean, it's it's complicated because we can only pull from our network. You, you get me. Oh, and you know what I think is we, need to, we need to expand our network. That's, that's we need to expand our network. And I think what's so crazy is not as if I don't have African friends, just all my non-Nigerian African friends are first gen. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are not Nigerian and you listen, please talk to us. Okay, yeah, next love, season. Yeah, love or if you, even if you are Nigerian, if there are like other African creators that you think have stories that we would definitely benefit from hearing. Let us know. Because I don't die for Nigerian topic. Okay. Moving on. Raising kids in the diaspora. This one was very popular. I actually liked a lot of the takes you had for this episode. Really? Yeah, because I felt like you had you had really you had given that a decent amount of thought. And I was I was surprised. I was like yeah, Are you ready to start raising children? Calm down. Raising kids, yeah. And I think uh, you are no, asking. Episode, you are asking and looking after at being around children for a little serious while. Serious questions. Like, the things you actually yeah, have to think about. We're going to put you back about on the back of the where you're supposed yeah, to yeah, be right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to worry about that right now. But it did give me a lot insight. And I am curious to see what her kids are like. I feel like I have just had a lot of things. You want to use that as an experiment. Yes. Oh, like it's observational <laughs> study now. We're not we're not interactive. We're yeah. simply observing. Oh, so yeah. It's for scientific purposes only. Science, systematic studies, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. 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 Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. How did you like the then love story episode? Uh, you, you always have to give romance, you know. Mm-hmm. You have to give them more romance. I, I feel like mm-hmm. they're 
their love story was pretty convenient, you know. It was. The odds, the it odds was. Of being able to transition so smoothly with your partner. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure there are legitimately people who are like, you know, we can't really push this relationship any further because the practicality yeah. of actually setting down together, we we literally can't see it. So yeah. I love that for I feel me. Like- I feel like that is a lot of cases of Jagba, but I think it was it was nice to just see that it was possible. You know? Will you give up will you give up um will you give up blue passport for love? God forbid. Will you give up blue passport for love? Let's see. Let's see what. But what does that look like? What What is the situation that would cause you to do that? You and your partner are in Nigeria. You've only been dating for maybe eight months. Eight months. Mm-hmm. Okay. Eight to ten months, right? And mm-hmm. you potentially somehow have been lottery process been awarded, you know, U.S. citizenship, mm-hmm. and. Your partner, and for some reason, you cannot leave the U.S. for a certain amount of time until it's all processed, and it's going to be a lengthy process. Let's say five mm-hmm. five years. So there's no ah. coming back. It's a lengthy process. It's a lengthy process. Something happened, right? No, so no. Let's, let's be realistic with that. Let's be realistic. It's realistic. Five years. Let's say, let's say COVID. You know what? I'm sure there's one that has been left on pending Through for COVID, five years, right? not yeah. more. Yeah, let's say yeah. something. Let's say something goes wrong, yeah, and you're like, ah. Oh, also, maybe you can simply this. cannot afford to come back. Let's just say that you can't afford to come back. Okay, let's say you can't. Come, yeah, you can't afford to come back. Your partner can't afford to come to come visit you, right? Isn't and this to be a lengthy process. Isn't this Americana? This is what happened in Americana. Uh, oh, where? Yeah. The guy went so, to, I think... So, what you're telling me is that me and um, Chibamanda are same thing. Yeah, like this. You're telling me that I might yeah. as well start yeah. pestling in some words. I might as well. Might as well, mate. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, no, I thought you were going to say something like your your partner doesn't want to move. I was going to say everybody say bye-bye. <laughs> bye-bye. Yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, okay, but yeah. even that, okay. yeah, even that too. Let's say your partner doesn't want to go, and you're like, "Hey, we've been there for eight months. I really like this relationship, and I'd like to have pushed it along, but I want to go to the US mm. or the UK, and they don't really and see the benefit in doing that." Okay, it's different if they say they don't want to come. For them to say they don't want to come, and they ask you to say that's bad, Billy. That's somebody that does not want you to pursue your future. That's not. We say it again. It's one thing if they say, oh, they're not coming. It's another mm-hmm. thing they're telling you, I'm not coming, please stay with me. That's bad belay. Why is that bad belay? You have to advocate for the things you want. I don't think that's terrible. No, because, bro, it's like, it's like me, it's like you getting a promotion or getting a new mm-hmm. job and your, and your person tells you, don't go and take this job to better your life. The person can hope you wouldn't take the job and stay with them. But don't tell me that I can't take this job. You know what? You know what? I hear what you're saying. No, I hear what you're saying. Because me personally, I would say it out loud. Like, I wouldn't yeah. say that out loud, you know? Yeah. If this is yeah. something I know that they want, they're passionate yeah, about, yeah. you know? But if they should ask, if they should not ask me, what yeah. do I think? I have to tell them how I genuinely feel about the situation, you know? And I would tell you, don't go. I just, just be like, hey, you know, I, I just like what we've got going on right now, isn't it? Mm. I don't think that's bad. Mm. Okay. All right. All right. Points are made. Points are made. Points are made. Yeah. All have this situation though. <laughs> um, uh, All have this um, What What are you talking about in episode seven? Episode six. Episode six, six? was the Black Diaspora Wars. Oof. Yeah, that's, I like I like that one. I like that one. I always like these conversations because I like I like the conversations where we think of, think of ourselves within the black diaspora. Mm-hmm. Um, I like those type kumbaya kumbaya <laughs> conversations. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice to not think of yourself as this like monolith or like your community as this monolith. Um, 
and again in the whole view of being a global citizen like yeah think about your actual yeah. cousins in this global community yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah now whether or not the listeners enjoy this type of episodes is up for debate <laughs> based on debate. just based on like like stats yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think I think it's the one that gets people going when you're in the room having that conversation. I feel like yeah. people get excited to talk about it. So Yeah. I don't know. We just need to keep having that conversation. Yeah, so yeah. yeah that yeah, that's what I mean. Just because people don't I won't bombard you with that information, but I think every once in a while it's nice to have those conversations and it's important to also have those conversations. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Used to be close. Episode seven, we talked about yeah. moving home for boarding school. I think I guess on this one, at least she, she was a she was a normal human being. I wanted someone that they sent as punishment to go yeah. back home. <laughs> yeah, they just wanted to misbehave. And I also yeah. want to meet those parents who said, "Oh, if you keep misbehaving, I'll send you back to your uncle in Nigeria." And they meant mm-hmm. that shit. You know, yeah, they, they, meant, they meant it. They meant yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. If I was joking, you yeah, end no, up that was a joking thing. Yeah. You end up yeah. in McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. I still can't believe she told you what I punished in secondary school. That's wild. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think upon further thinking, I I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's happening in my current state of self. I don't think my kids are going to Nigeria for boarding school. Yeah, for, yeah. For, yeah. I, but I feel like it's also like a quick crash course into who life you are, in Nigeria, where you come yeah. from. Yeah, quick crash course. Maybe yeah. do three years of it in and out. You know. Mm, yeah, maybe half the time. Mm, yeah. 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 Mm. But even that feels dangerous. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which half is better. Whether it's the first half or the last half. Because the first the half, first I feel half like, for sure. Yeah, but then, but then now did this. Let's say they now become those people that feel traumatized. So you traumatize them between their ages eleven and what fourteen. You're about to send a kid to high school with abandonment issues. Are you looking for trouble? So you go, you go to, you start secondary school at eleven. About eleven, 12. 12. 11, 12. 11 12. Okay. Nigeria can um, be there. Is there a healthy way to communicate to? an 11-year-old, why this big change is happening? I don't know. Do you understand that I've said back burner to all things children right now? Like, my brain... Yeah. Like, I don't even know how... I don't know how to say that to a child in a way that they will understand. Because especially if that's a child that, like, has been in your home non-stop. You understand what I'm saying? Has lived with mom and dad... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and you didn't just mm-hmm. ship them to like grandma, you ship mm-hmm. them to another mm-hmm. country, to mm-hmm. a place that is not even home in that other country. Yeah, mm-hmm. it feels, mm-hmm. feels, still feels like yeah. a lot. Yeah, to be fair, the only way you know, you're going to have to clean that is if you go with them. You got to go too. Yeah, you, you have, have to go, to go as well. Too. You have to go as well. Yeah, yeah. One yeah. parent has to go. Yeah, one parent yeah, has to go. Yeah, be on ground. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mm, I unlikely, unlikely, very unlikely, <laughs> very unlikely. Very unlikely. Um, yeah. all right. Um, one of my favorite ones this season: receiving African immigrants. Oh, I turned on to family podcast for real. Yeah, we did, we did, we did. I was even listening back. I was like, "Wow, this guy gave a whole family tree." Bro, I, I said, I said, I'm sorry, this too, yeah, yeah, cast it too much. I cast it too much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I liked it. I liked the quality of the conversation. I feel like there was, mm-hmm. um, it was a perspective that we didn't know we needed, but was also a very important part of our stories. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. we should maybe do like a an, like a part two of that as well for someone who was mm. who was receiving immigrants. You know. Mm. Yeah. In what because way? We always just anyone who had a household where their cousins came to stay with them until mm-hmm. they went to college or you know, found their just you know what that experience was like from something that we can't even personally relate too much to. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's a word. That's a word. That's yeah. a word. 
um, what was our last episode? The, the Africa Lipsa Girlies. That was yeah, a fun those one. Girls are yeah, those girls are characters. <laughs> that was a fun All one. That them. was a fun one. Yeah. Um, it definitely opened my eyes to Canada. Yeah. Um, so all that is Canada. Well, not all that is Canada. I'm sure we barely scratched the surface. Um, definitely want to have more Canadians on next season. Mm -hmm. In fact, in my mm -hmm. mind now, I have like four, five guests that I need for season three. Okay. We'll talk to the now, booking team. They'll get on it. The booking team. <laughs> one, two, and, <laughs> and maybe one other. <laughs> oh. Um, but yeah, I really liked that. Um, and yeah, we talked again about the whole concept of home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's crazy, Sha. The concept was just floating a little bit. It's not, it's, not, it's not a bad place to be. It's a flexible place, you know? Millennials, Gen Z, that's, well, yeah, we're flexible. We don't, no tight roots to anywhere, really. It's part of, it's, I guess it's part of our culture now, isn't it? In part of our situation, um, I guess yeah. of those episodes, what were, what were your favorites? Give me a top three. Mm, you're making me pick. I liked coming of age with Sophie because that was just fun bands. Um, um, I liked moving home for boarding school. Mm. That yeah, that was that was good perspective. I was mm. also happy that you were a bully, also casted. Oh God! Then, then name and identity because when Joker said when, when she said a joke, and they cancelled her, and they cancelled her because because they quite literally thought she was a joke. It was oh, hilarious. God. That is, yeah, that would be a joke. Yeah, that would keep wild. You know yeah. that, like, when I call her, like, when I tell Siri, call Joke, I don't say Joke, I just say call Joke, and she'll say, making a FaceTime call to Joke, and I'm just like, this really is somebody's life. Damn. Mado, mado. <laughs> uh, um, I think that was also you? part of my top three. That was definitely part of my top three. I liked the conversation. Um, it was fun. It was curious, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess we explored a layer that is quite common and we probably don't talk enough about. Most yeah. um, did I like? I liked that one, receiving African immigrants. And hmm, between Africa Lipso and Black Diaspora Wars would have been my, my third one. Oh, yeah, I knew you really liked that Black Diaspora one. You liked that a lot. I did like it. Yeah. 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 I like to fight for my black brothers and sisters. Don't know, don't know, don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Malik, when do you think the people can expect season three? I don't even know uh, if I can even give you a guesstimate at this time. That's the other truth. Yeah. Come on, guys. Same time, same day, next year, Japa Dives season mm. three will be right here, everywhere you get your podcast. One year. How, how one much time do you take between? How much time do you take between season one and season two? It definitely was not a year. How long? Because we wrapped at the end. We wrapped sort of early December. Yeah. So. Simple January, February. Yeah, count your fingers. Yeah. It was like six months. Like half a year. All right. All right, guys. Jaffa Diary is coming back, you know, with season three, I six months from now. now. Same what time. Six months from now? Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, that's January. Just counting our fingers. That's January. Do you think we'll make something shaky in January? I think we'll make something shaky in January. Come on, welcome guys back to the episode of Jaffa Diaries. We'll be right January. here January 2024 with new episodes Chai. from yeah. your two favorite cousins. Cousins? I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I'm going to keep this in just because of that. Just because I of that. I hate you. Um, let's see. 
Yeah, I think January 2024. Um, but also, I, I do want to know, like, and this is something I've been thinking about. I think we definitely don't grow as fast as we could because mm, that's okay. we don't go as regularly. And that's okay, but also, like... That's okay. I, <laughs> yeah, but, like, at the same time, I yeah, would... Yeah, think about it. Is the goal to grow or is the goal mm-hmm. to have and document these important conversations? What really mm-hmm. are we doing here? He said, man, she said, Ben, what's your motivation? Mm-hmm. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, you're right. However, <laughs> however, um, <laughs> I would like to get to a point where we can at least make back what we put into this. I think mm. that's fair. It's not a lot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But mm-hmm. in order to make it that back, I need Lati release episode. You understand? Gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I'm actually sure. Yeah. I'm actually sure. Yeah. My yeah. worry. Yeah. Do be worried. <laughs> do be worried. <laughs> because I don't know how to make it happen yet. Uh but yeah, that is a wrap on season two guys. Thank you so much for being part of this journey again. If you liked everything that you listened to, I thank God, thank you. Leave us a rating now. Let the people know. Five you stars like only, it. please and thank yes, you. Yes, yes. And I would really, really love a review as well. Just a few words. Why do you listen to this podcast? Why do you come back every week? Um, and why should somebody else listen to this? Yeah. Yeah. Until then, have a beautiful rest of your summer. Summer 2023 was dirty. I like it. It was a b- like not it. bad vibe, not bad, not bad vibe, not, not bad, bad at vibe. all. You guys keep yeah. keep going at it, yeah. Me, uh, I intend to. Uh. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Love. See ya in six months. Ciao.